Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Healthy Fit Academy podcast, where in this episode we're joined by the lovely Naomi from Nutrition Teesside, and today we're going to be going over all things nutrition, such as approaches to nutrition, you know, sort of what you should prioritise, how it may affect you, and basically just a really in-depth look at everything nutrition. It'd probably be handy to have a pen and paper next year as there'll be some great little notes and tidbits of information that you can take down during this episode. So, um, what is it? Well, could you tell us? And we started again, because that's bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, got a little script. Can you tell us a bit about nutrition and what it is that you're trying to do with it? Right, okay, so nutrition at the moment, as it is, is just a free online well facebook group and um, giving out free evidence-based nutrition support for people whatever their goal is so whether they want to lose weight whether they want to maintain their weight whether they want to um i suppose uh, rebuild their relationships with food and how they feel around food and such um but hopefully something can come from that and i can offer that as an actual service as well um so when I made nutrition up, what I really wanted to do was educate people around real nutrition. So none of the bullshit that's about uh, mocks, like, well, it's in lots of other, uh, the media and things like that. Um, so I wanted to educate people on that. Um, I wanted to offer them individual nutrition support as well. So stuff that's really tailored and personal and that considers their lifestyles, because to me, I think it needs to fit your lifestyle. You shouldn't have to change so much about your lifestyle to be able to reach your goals. It should be able to fit within your lifestyle quite easily. Oh, um, yeah. Pardon? Yeah, 100% agree with that, yeah. yeah. Um, it just makes it easier then uh, for you to adhere to it longer, which is obviously a, a key key part of that. Um, I wanted to educate people on manage, managing the nutrition long-term. So once people have lost the weight that they wanted to lose, if that was one of their goals, it's how to manage that long-term. So how to, once they've lost that weight, how to keep it up, how to change their lifestyle. So it supports that maintenance weight. And whether if, if that is actually a real realistic goal, people might want to lose weight to, I suppose, go on holiday or have a wedding or something like that. But that weight that they get down to might not be realistic long-term for them. Um, just because there's too much they've had to change for their lifestyle to fit around. Um, does that make sense? Oh, so. yeah. yeah <laughs> I actually did a video in um, one of my online groups the other day about maintaining weight loss as, like you say, a lot of people, they will lose a lot of weight. But then once they've done it, it just they completely go back over on themselves, don't they? And then yeah. they're well, right back to square one when all the hard work's done. Uh, yeah, most diets just tell you how to lose the weight, don't they? They just prescribe something. You follow this, you will lose this weight. And if you stick to it, you will lose the weight. But then then what? What happens yeah. after that? Like yeah. people are stuck in the cycles of just following a diet and then stopping, putting the weight back on, get back into a diet. I put weight on, need a diet again. And it's it's that cycle, isn't it, all the time? Whereas there's nothing out there that tells you, right, now I've lost the weight. How do I keep that? Or is it actually realistic for me to do that? Because everything tells us that we should lose weight, really, and it's really applauded. Whereas weight gain is really demonized isn't it like people are fretting about putting weight on in this lockdown that we're in at the moment but actually it's just a normal part of life putting on weight but it's not doesn't it's it's not a bad thing it's actually our body's like adapting to 
what we're doing. It's quite healthy. Oh, yeah. Like, but when I think back to when I used to box and that, and I used to fight at like 12 stone, and yeah. <laughs> I look like a smackhead. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on you, bag of bones. Whereas, whereas now I'm like, well, about 15 and a half near 16 stone, and I'm like far healthier and a lot happier as well. Exactly. Well, like, I. I lost a lot of weight at one point. So I was 16 stone at one point and I, I always had this figure in my head of 10 stone six, I think, because my mom, my mom was 10 stone six. So I always wanted to be 10 stone six. Um, I don't think I ever got down to that weight. I think I got down to it once, but it was because I was ill. And my friend actually said to me, you've lost too much weight. You need, like, I had done colitis, so I lost like six pounds in a, in a few days. Um, and my friend was like, you look awful. You look like gaunt and ill. Um, so I've already I've always stuck around like the 11 stone mark and to me that's healthy like I can enjoy food I can enjoy my life without worrying yeah. about like it'll go up and down yeah fair enough like if I want to go on holiday I might want to lose a bit but I, I suppose doesn't everyone and I guess that's the whole the media telling you you've got to have a beach body but who are you trying to impress at the end of the day and I try and tell this to the, the girls that I speak to or whoever I speak to like they're fretting about losing weight on holiday and I was like yeah but when you're on holiday and you're sunbathing stuff are you bothered about whether Susie over there has lost so much weight to go on that holiday or how she looks in a bikini no one's looking at you for that they're all enjoying themselves yeah exactly everyone's too pissed to care aren't they well, exactly <laughs> the people who you're going on holiday with are your family or your friends and they don't like you because you've lost so much weight or because of your body so what does it matter yeah exactly yeah yeah it, there is far too much um emphasis and that put on you know looking good for occasions because you know who cares yeah it did <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> um so, oh sorry carry on no that, i think that was it really cool. so i know you were saying like you try to um, help people with, like personalized nutrition plans and that yeah so, okay, what was the way i want to word this question like when you do like personalized nutrition is there like recommended guidelines you'd advise to people or is it purely, you know, whatever suits that person the best? Yeah. So if, if someone was to look in to lose weight, obviously the fundamental principle of weight loss is a calorie deficit, isn't it? So yeah. if I was working with someone and they came to me and were like, right, I want to look at this. I, well, I don't want to look. I want to be this weight. Uh, first of all, I'd say like, is this a realistic weight? Have you ever been this weight? Where have you picked that number from? Like, where is it come from? Why Why do you want to be that weight? And I think you kind of have to look at, is that weight a real, realistic goal for them to achieve? Um, like the whole elite thing, losing 20 pounds. Someone who's, what, 10 stone going to lose 20 pounds probably isn't healthy. <laughs> they probably, probably shouldn't be yeah. losing 20 pounds. Um, obviously, it depends on their height, etc. cetera. Um, but yeah, so just seeing whether that is reasonable for them. Um, and then I suppose looking at their lifestyle. So what do they like to do? What foods do they like? Um, what foods do they maybe overeat on? Um, I suppose I do that with a, a food diary as well. So I'd get people to record a food diary of just their normal eating everyday habits. So what they would do, well, before they come to see me, I'd get them to keep keep maybe a one, two week food diary before they came. And not with like amounts and stuff we talk through that within the initial consultation phase um, and just seeing what, what foods they like and enjoy and what we could change easily for them. Um, and then maybe what, what we might need to work around. Um, 
government guidelines obviously as a pt with that doesn't necessarily have a nutrition background you're meant to keep to government recommendations but because i'm doing this mnu course um which is when i want to start nutrition up and giving consultancy and stuff like that um i'll be insured to act as a mnu certified nutritionist so i'll be able to give more specialized advice and personalized advice um other than the recommended guidelines that the government give give um so i would get people i'd work out their calories for them so that's mm-hmm. the, obviously the tailored part how how many calories they need day to day um just to survive and con- and things like that their work every little bit about their life really um and what they would need just to i guess even just sit around on the sofa to then include their exercise and obviously their work and stuff like that um and then i would see what would be like i guess the most calories that they could get away with having in a deficit does that make sense yeah, so taking more of like an approach of eat as much as possible while still losing weight. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that's the approach I'd try to take because you know the less restrictive you can be, the more success you'll have. Yeah, and the longer you can stick to it. And it's also telling, like, getting them to understand as well that that's not a target. So that's your deficit. So eating this is your deficit. If you, this is your maintenance, and then you've got your deficit as well. So. But that's not a target. So if you eat under that, that is fine as long as you're not starving yourself. If you're if you've eaten to satisfaction and you're okay with that and you're not hungry, but you've still got what two hundred calories left at the end of the day, don't just have something for the sake of it. If you're not hungry, if you want it, fine, fair enough, have it. Um, but it's not a target that you need to like adhere to. The same as if you go over them calories, like as long as you're within your deficit deficit in your maintenance calories, you're not going to put on weight. As, as well as if you go over your maintenance um maybe once in a blue moon that's not going to inherently put on weight straight away do you know what i mean yeah so it's not yeah, panic exactly. out panic over like people going oh i've gone over my calories today oh my god it doesn't work like that it's more on a long-term yeah. scale isn't it so I've had people say to me where they've checked in at the end of the day they've like oh i've gone over by like 100 calories yeah. and i'm like well in a 400 calorie deficit so (laughs) i think it's really helpful to look over it like in the long term so i know on my fitness pal um which is probably the easiest thing to use on your phone isn't it as a a tracking app and it is great Mm -hmm. track it might not be great to calculate your calories and things like that and include your workout calories in but it is a good app to track on um if used correctly um i can't remember what i was saying now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was the thing? Uh, just about my fitness pal. Um, I seen something outside and it caught my eye and it's totally put <laughs> yeah, my track. But like my fitness pal as well could be like it. It can be quite educational to some people because yeah. I find I might get someone where they'll they'll scan something in and they're like, "Oh my god, that's like way higher calories than what I would have thought it would have been," and they might have like ate quite a lot of that in the day. Yeah, I think. it's 
Whereas they might scan something else in, and it's like, oh, that's nowhere near as bad as I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, it's really handy as a tool, but it shouldn't be used. You shouldn't have to track for life. Do you know what I mean? It's a really, oh, good, yeah, yeah. It's a really good tool to revisit as well. So even for myself, I've got quite, I think because I've done it for that long now, like over God knows how many years now, but I've got a quite a good eye or a good idea of the calories and things that I eat. Um, and because we're creatures of habit, like we kind of have the same foods all the time. So I kind of get a, a feel for what I can have and how I can maintain my weight. But even like even myself, like I'll go back to it sometimes and I'll start weighing my foods and things like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I I put that in last week as what 100 grams of rice. And I've just weighed it. And it's like 250 grams. <laughs> like <laughs> probably looks the same, but it, it will be way out. And it's quite good. To, like, yeah. I suppose recalibrate yourself. Oh yeah, it's good to like check in with it every now and then. Like, I, I rarely ever track yeah. like my food now because I'm a huge creature of habit. I eat the same meals yeah. every day, you know, just because it's far easier. But if I ever do make a big change, I'll go through and I'll recalculate everything and like, right, I know I'll be within that range. Then like, it's manageable and doable. Yeah, so it's it's good for things like that, but you shouldn't have to like live to track. So people think, oh, I can't be bothered to do that. Maybe do it initially because it's really good like you say it's a really good educational tool to i suppose be informed about the things that you're eating and what what's in what's in things and, and how how many you're having just on average and you're maintaining that so if someone came to me and was said oh like with their food diary we'll have a look how much it is on my fitness path i probably would have to have um like the weights and things or not even weights just like amounts i guess um approximate amounts and just see actually how many how much are they having now if they've put on weight if that's why they're worried have they put on weight or they just want to lose weight and this is a weight that they maintain quite easily um or like they're, they're at a plateau on this this weight so what are you what are they having is there any like things that they I go if, if i suppose if they're tracking already and they're struggling to lose weight are they tracking correctly are they are, so people kind of, I suppose, kid themselves, I guess. And I suppose we're all we all lie to ourselves to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> um <Every day. laughs> so like you'll put in my fitness pal and put oh, 100 grams of chocolate. Oh, actually, can't be that many calories in that. I didn't have that much. And like maybe put 75 calories, uh, 75 grams. Um but actually you need to be true to yourself if you want to get accurate results, don't you? So I think it, yeah, it's quite good to use it for that too. I think one of the main things as well that a lot of people don't think to do is track liquid calories. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you have like four teas and two sugars in a day. Yeah. And a lot of people won't track them. And that can, you know, depending on how much yeah. of what you put in can easily tip you over by like 300 or well, Yeah, exactly. So people going to work on the morning and getting a, a, a latte from Costa <laughs> and having a latte every yeah. morning. That could, what, that could be like 200 calories each day. If not more, totting up by the end of the yeah. week, what you've got? It's like it's ridiculous. And we had someone in like the, the Warren's gym, um, in our group, and we did a live question and answer. And she was like, "Oh, how important is it to track alcohol calories?" And I was like, "Well, it depends what you go to, doesn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you can eat." Yeah, alcohol's a, a tricky subject for a lot yeah. of people because no one's done this with how much they no, drink. <laughs> especially if you're doing home measures. Yeah. I did a post in my group um, the other day, actually, about 
how well i suppose it was how to manage nutrition in lockdown if that was what you wanted to do at the moment because in my opinion people shouldn't be worrying about their nutrition right now because to worry about or have this bigger pressures like homeschooling or even working from home and or, or the combination of the two and um, so nutrition can kind of take a back burner for now and that's not the end of the world but for some people as well yeah. focusing on that might might be best for them right now and um, they might have more time to be able to do that or it might give them a bit of stability in in the chaos um so what i said was like just be careful like I know I, I got into the habit, of, like, I suppose it was beginning, because it's sunny as well. It's easy just to go to the fridge and get a beer at the end of the day. The sun makes it a lot harder because you just fancy it, especially if you've been out walking, you come back and there's no pubs open now. So drinking at home is just the norm, isn't it? Um, yeah, there's no rules. Exactly. Anymore. So I was like, just be careful, like, if if you want to focus on nutrition maybe keep that just for the weekend and then that does break up your week weekdays and weekends again um but also like one beer can be what up to 200 calories a bottle of beer um, oh yeah Jeez. exactly so if you if you're tracking then fine you, you might be able to fit that in your calories within the day but if you're not just be more conscious of it i guess um tracking's not for everyone is it so yeah, a lot of people are put off like by the idea straight away, yeah. aren't they? Whereas rather than just eat something, they have to take the time to, even though a lot of things can be scanned straight in and all the legwork's yeah. done for you, it's still the case of people like, I have to weigh uh, out. It's still an effort, in. isn't it? Yeah. But it's like, the most accurate then, way. It's, it, you don't have to do it that way. There is other ways, isn't there? Like you can intermittent fast or, but it's just what finding what works for you. Like if you're not a tracker, then fine. Try and find a different way to do it. But at the end of the day, you, it's still going to work on. You're going to have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. So one way, the most accurate way we can know that is by tracking what you're actually consuming. Yeah, that's exactly what I said on um, my how to lose weight. Yeah, so is, if you're not tracking, you know, it's like going on a, a road trip mm. in your car and covering over your fuel yeah. gauge. Like you have no idea how far no. you'll get. Absolutely. Um, what else? <laughs> So if you were to give someone advice in the current situation that we're in, where everyone's on lockdown, if you would give people like two bits of advice on how they could still maintain working towards their goal, what would they be? Hmm. What did I put in my thing? I did like four episodes, like not four episodes, but like four posts over a course of days. So what I did is if you wanted to manage your calories now, or manage your nutrition, not your calories, um, one thing that I thought was to make sure it's right for you. So especially at the, at the moment or to begin with, it was in, this situation we're all in right now was like chaos. There was the news reports and it was, I don't know, very anxiety provoking for a lot of people that may not have experienced anxiety before. Um, so the last thing you need is, I guess, or, hmm, yeah, to follow something, another pressure on you is what I was saying. But also in the same context, people tend to, in that situation, try and control something. So and most people, which is a trigger for a lot of eating disorders, they try and control their nutrition. So they try and control their food because it's something that they can control. Putting food in their mouth is something they can control um, and have control over, whereas they can't control the situation we're all in now. 
Um, so at the moment, I well, I'd said to mm, make sure it like managing your nutrition was right for you when you weren't doing it for the wrong reasons. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, make exactly. sure it comes from a, a place of wanting to look after your body and that you haven't, you're not putting too much pressure on yourself. Um, I kind of threw the hashtag out in my group of you do you. You need to know what's right for you right now. Like you need to look after yourself and your family as priority. Um, and for some people, looking after their nutrition is part of their, how they look after themselves if it's for the right reasons. Again, not focusing on their nutrition as a distraction for something else. Um, so that was my first one was make sure it was right for you um, and the second was try well instead of trying to eat less try and eat more as backwards as that sounds so more volume foods so more fruit and veg um, bulk out your food like your meals with veg or like what I like to do is I always make Mediterranean, roast Mediterranean veg, so courgettes, tomatoes, peppers, things that, well, I enjoy. So find something you enjoy first, something that you like to eat. Don't eat things that you don't like because I don't think life's too short for that. <laughs> um, but bulk out your foods. Make it like a lot of nutrition as well or eating is to do with how things look to you. It's psychological. Um, so if something looks bigger on your plate, you'll feel fuller after it. Um, so lots of volume foods are foods that are low in calories but high in volume and take up a lot of space in your stomach um, and they generally are your fruits and your vegetables um, that contain a lot of water which is where which is why they are more filling um, so what I tend to do like I was saying is half my maybe rice potatoes or whatever because I still enjoy my carbs because carbs aren't bad um, and fruit and veg are still carbs so uh, I'll have half of like starchy carbs, as we call them, but then also half of just loads of vegetables, just lots of veg and obviously protein. Yeah. <laughs> and that tends to bulk out lots of things. And then you can have filling meals without giving up too much or feeling like you're giving up too much. Yeah, I always feel like veg sort of seems to get forgotten about when it be when people look at like healthy eating mm. and losing weight, everyone seems like you were saying that everyone seems to focus on carbs as like, oh, they're yeah. terrible. They're, they're like to blame for everything, which you know they're not, and neither's fat or anything nope. really. And everyone always seems to forget that veg can be really beneficial, especially if like um when I was prepping for my physique show yeah. the other year, I used to snack on like bags of salad like yeah. crisps. Just because it's really low calorie and it like it yeah, filled but me up. Still. It's also the act of eating, isn't it? So like I used to get, well, yeah. I suppose it wasn't really healthy back when I did it because it was when I was in college and trying to lose weight. <laughs> um, but I'd get like bags of lettuce and stuff from the shop and just have it and just be grazing on it. But also like things like that. And when you do things like that, again, because you're eating the same thing, it gets boring before you get full of it, if that makes sense. So yeah. you'll stop eating it, but you will also be sit, 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 satiated. <laughs> so Satiated <laughs> office, um, but it's more because you've got bored of it rather than feeling full. I, I don't think I explained that properly, but yeah, it's it's more like people sort of miss the action yeah. of putting hands in mouth, don't they? Like yeah, picking. It's just a habit, and because you think you're eating, it's it's still registering as you're eating. 
Does that make sense? So like grapes and things. Yeah, yeah. I like putting Thank grapes in my salad because I quite like the sweetness of it. Um, and so that was another thing. Like try, I, I guess, not, hmm, I suppose make food enjoyable for yourself. So I've got a sweet tooth. So instead of having my meal and then a chocolate bar afterwards, I'll try and add something sweet to my meals. I know a lot of people don't like fruit with their main meals or savoury foods, but I quite like it. Uh, so... Yeah, fully agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, like like you were saying there about having like sweet snacks. Like the other day, I ate, um, ate a full box of um, baby tomatoes. <laughs> you know, and I think in the full tub there was only about yeah. forty calories. Yeah, and it was awesome. It's you know, it was far better than chewing on a bag yeah, of carrots. Yeah, it's like a, a bag of carrot sticks as well, or carrot, or, yeah, cherry tomatoes, like you say. Cucumber is a great one as well. I love cucumber. And not, I know this is quite a contrary one. People might not like it, but celery. I love celery. It doesn't oh, have yeah, calories, though. Celery, you don't yeah. burn more by eating it than you do eat it. <laughs> consuming it. That, <laughs> yeah. That's totally false. But I do love celery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to have a look on my in my Facebook group to see what else I said. So yeah, maximize volume foods, prioritize protein. So that's another one to keep you full. Um, and also right now as well, I think prioritizing protein is quite important, especially if you're not, you, you might be more active. So this lockdown might have made people more active. So I've seen a lot of people out on bikes and going out on the walk just because they can because they've probably been told that they can't do anything else so they're like right i'm going to do that now um and just to get out especially in the nice weather but a lot of people might not be doing as much as they used to especially strength training wise because the gyms aren't open um so prioritizing protein will help retain the muscle that you do have does that make sense look after that yeah and that's what i put for that one um what else have i put and aim for maintenance, so don't necessarily aim for a deficit. So right now, you're like, to me, well, yeah, I, I don't think people should be trying to lose weight right now. So maintenance, if you're wanting to track your nutrition, if you've been losing weight before this lockdown and you're on a roll and it's kind of had a hiccup in the road type of thing, um, I think you, sh you can buy in for your maintenance, you can stay at the point you're at now and then get back to it once this is all over once normality resumes um because yeah i, th I don't think it's, i just don't think it's a great time for anyone to be stressing about. yeah i think it would be so easy for people to almost get fixated on still trying to lose weight yeah. and struggling to do so because their activity may have dropped down so much that if they can just focus on staying where they're at it takes a lot of stress yeah. and worry away. Yeah, totally. But I, I also said, I said to one person, who did I say it to? Um, like one of my things was, you, like you've got to do what's best for you. So like I, like I said to begin with, maybe focusing on nutrition at all is not right for you. But for some people it might like be quite calming for them and some sort of normality in their day and structure to the day as well. Um, but because we're not doing as much movement at the moment, 
especially well i know i'm not so i'll get up in the morning and go to work in my living room so i'll just come across the hallway <laughs> um but i don't get because i'm not moving as much i don't get hungry until later on so like this would be normally classed as fasting i guess but it's not giving it a label it's just not eating when i'm not hungry does that make just out, don't yeah. eat just out of habit like don't like it's breakfast time so i'll have breakfast or it's 11 o'clock so i need me 11s is biscuit cup of tea um and then it's dinner time and then this and that like for me and um, personally like, i won't because i'm not moving i won't get hungry but i know that's also hard for some people to tune into their own hunger signals because like habits and dieting that they used to and things can kind of shift that and you kind of lose touch with when you are hungry or when you feel hungry i was watching something on um because Holly and Phil are my new colleagues now on a morning because I put on this morning every time I wake up <laughs> and go to work. So Holly and Phil are always in the office. Um, but they had a hypnotherapist on, um, actually, and he was he was did a, a bit on like how to avoid snacking. So people were worried that because they're at home all the time and the fridge is there, that they're always going to the fridge and picking. Um, and he was actually, he said something that was actually really quite good considering he's not a nutritionist he's a hypnotherapist <laughs> i was like well these are the kind of things that i would say anyway and would be common sense for me to advise someone to do um so and one of them was like your hunger like try and register if you're actually hungry so there's something called um he was like make sure it's not emotional hunger so emotional hunger will come on quite quickly um so it'll be like when you fancy something if you're craving something if you're bored or if you're just going to do want something to do like walk into the fridge and think actually like sitting down like actual hunger comes on gradually so you'll you will you'll be sat there and think i'm actually a little bit hungry now oh i'm actually i'm getting more i'm peckish i'm getting hungry and it'll come on over a period of time rather than just an instant i really fancy this um and just thinking when was the last time i ate am i could i actually be hungry um just thinking, am I actually hungry or am I just bored? Is there is there a reason why I'm feeling like this? Um, especially emotional hunger, because it could be that you're sad, that you you don't know what to do. Have a drink. And it's kind of a, yeah. a rubbish one that I don't like saying sometimes because people can just swap drink for food, which is not what I'm saying to people. But, like, have a drink to see if you are hungry. If you, if you have your drink and then you're still hungry, then fine, eat. Yeah, I always say to people like when they first come to me is your brain doesn't know the difference yeah. between thirst and hunger. And nine times out of ten, if you're eating and you're not getting mm. full, it's because you're thirsty. You know, so and a lot of people don't keep up. Uh, no, don't keep I'm terrible for way. it. It's one thing that I always say to myself every morning, even when I was at work. Right, I, I even got a bottle with like the times on the side and stuff that tell you when to fill it up and when to drink, and you need to drink this by this point and this by this point. And every morning I'd wake up and say, right, I'm going to be better with my water today. Did I shite? <laughs> yeah. If it was coffee, yeah. if it's coffee, I can manage it, no problem. But what? I'm exactly the same. Coffee, coffee, I could drink 10 by the morning. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even wake me up anymore. It just speeds my heart rate up and I'm still tired. Oh, I'm the same. You get immune to it though, don't you? I do think it's important to have some air. Uh, hiatus off coffee and then it kickstarts you again doesn't it but 
So, um, uh, what was I going to say then? Sorry. Right. My brain just went blank then. On the, um, on the subject of diet breaks, how important would you say it is for people to, every now and then, take a break from the diet and just eat like So this is one thing that we're actually, we actually get taught on MNU is about the importance of diet breaks and they can be really useful um, just psychologically more than anything. So you, you could, it, it depends on the person. It's all very individual dieting to me, in my opinion, anyway. I Like it has, to, you need to know who you're working with and the type of person that they are. So for some people, um, you kind of get told that we need to, I don't like selling people a diet plan. Like I don't think a diet plan teaches anyone anything, but then we're, we're kind of told you need to sell people what they want um, and then teach them along the way what we know they need, if that makes sense. Um, so a lot of people think yeah. they need a diet plan. I need this to lose weight. I need this to lose weight. And when you say, oh, actually, I don't do diet plans, they're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter then. Yeah, everyone wants. Yeah, like, they just the want right. Diet. They they need something to follow. Some people that might not work, and um, that might cause too much stress for them. But for a lot of people, like I know my sister especially. Right, Naomi, what can I have? I need a diet plan. I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, I just need a diet plan. I I always hear that. I just need a diet plan. <laughs> um, I was like, you don't need a diet plan because that's not teaching you anything. Um, but I don't know, like. So you could have a really big deficit to begin with. Um, so the, the bigger the deficit, the quicker you lose the weight. And that works great for some people because the losing the weight is the motivation that keeps people adhering um, to the deficit. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then have a diet break just mentally because it's su such a massive deficit. Um or you can just have a grad, like a small deficit over a gradual number of weeks. Um, and still having that break, if you're going on holiday or even like not having a break completely. So not being like, right, I'm not on a diet anymore. I can eat everything under the sun. But it's it's just going up to maintenance is a diet break. Um, just going up to your maintenance calories. Um, it gives you that bit of freedom. It gives you that bit of breathing space and that takes that pressure that you may not necessarily feel um but just just knowing you're on a diet is pressure enough sometimes isn't it um and it, it does get boring after oh, a, a number of weeks <laughs> of doing it you might get into the routine and then and again so you, you'll have that deficit and you'll be adhering to it if you stick to it you get to a certain point and then you won't lose any more weight because you've adapted so your body's adapted to that um then you will need to recalculate your calories based on your new maintenance weight because when we've been on a deficit and followed a deficit and you've lost the weight that you need to do, need to be, um, you will get essentially you'll be sticking to your maintenance calories for the weight you're at. So it won't it won't will no longer be a deficit. So you need to if you if you're not at the point where you want to be, you need to go below. Like you'll need a new deficit. That that makes sense, doesn't it? Um, so yeah I think more for a psycholo psychological point of view a diet breaks great <laughs> at the end of the day um, but you need to work with the person to see when that needs to be 
whether they can yeah get to that point where they are plateauing and it, it might be a good time for a diet break and then have a little break, recalculate the calories and crack on from there. Um, or whether it's a case of going fast and hard <laughs> and then having a bit of a pause, a bit of a breather and seeing what you've learned in that time and then going for a smaller deficit. It all depends on the person. <laughs> Every Everything I was putting when you gave me the questions and I was like, it's just individual. It's just based on the individual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that can answer every question, can it? It's like, what should I do? Well, what works best for you? What fits with your lifestyle? Again, lifestyle is such a massive factor. And I think, especially with weight loss and dieting and yeah. things, um, one thing that drew me to the course I'm doing, the Mac Nutrition course, is that, I suppose it's not a belief on health, um, but how they conceptualize health to others so for me I always used to say like health isn't just your physical health like you can't just have a diet just for your physical health if it's affecting another facet of your health so your emotional health if it's making you sad to eat the food that you're eating and your psychological health if it's making you guilty if you go off in inverted commas off track and if it's costing you more than it should financially um if you're missing out on too many social occasions so your social health then it's it's not healthy <laughs> that diet's not healthy for you uh, the, exactly. your diet needs to cause you the least or have the least negative impact possible if you're on diet to be healthy obviously being on a diet comes with some restraint so there's a whole thing at the moment that I've I've not really read up on, but I've seen branded about on Instagram a few bits is the difference between restriction versus restraint. So restriction is the attitude that I can't have that cutting all the food groups out. I can't have cake. I can't have carbs. I can't have this. I can't have that. And that I can't diet attitude is kind of your restriction attitude. So which a lot of, a few, well, yeah, a lot of diets do. They restrict food groups which isn't healthy on one kit on one aspect because of the deficiencies that you could get from that. Um, but restraint is all about being informed about your choices. So knowing you can have something, but also being informed about the calories your body needs um, to maintain the weight, but also to lose weight as well. And ha knowing that you can have that, that food, but it just needs to fit within that, your calories. That makes sense. So you need to be restrained about it. You can't have it like all the time, um, as much as you like, as much as we all would like. Um, but you need to know what I suppose your it's not really a tolerance, is it? You need to know how much you can have to manage your nutrition and your calories and your weight loss journey. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a um one thing I always get asked is, oh, is X healthy to eat or is, you know, is Y healthy to eat? And it's yeah. all like, well, yeah, anything healthy. is really. <laughs> as long as you're not shoveling palm oils down 24-7. Yeah, so you, you can, can I have this? Anything, really. Why can't you have that? <laughs> can I have this? Oh, it's, um, <laughs> well, when I first started my new job, I, um, <laughs> I was in the office and I didn't let them know about my like nutrition background and things like this. But I just hear, I, I forgot how much like office chit chat was. 
and <laughs> I'd hear about um it just makes me laugh like people having sweet potatoes they don't like potato they don't like sweet potatoes but they were having them because they were healthier and I was like oh my god no I, I, I couldn't keep my mouth shut and I just turned around and went there's no difference between sweet potato and white potato don't eat something that you don't like it's not worth it yeah. have a white potato for the difference it has in nutritional value there's nothing between them like if it's going to cause you upset or you're eating something you don't like it really isn't worth it just have the white potato <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the same as white rice and brown rice like it used to be the whole thing of brown rice is the best you know it's far superior and when you well, look at it there's any difference white maybe in fiber no calories white, like nothing, the, the is difference it? is it has a bit more fiber but which which can be great yeah. and it is fiber is good but if you're having your fruit and vegetables and stuff you don't need the minimal more fiber that that brown bread has or the brown rice has that you can't get from elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? It's, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and brown, and brown rice is a poor to eat as well. Yeah. <laughs> no. oh, just Six to cook it? Never mind. Really. I remember there's um, a girl at work and we were having her on a weird day and they only had white buns and she came off and went, Naomi, I'm having white bread. I'm not going to die. <laughs> oh, just, oh I, I just can't keep my mouth shut sometimes and just... I guess it's just your general things that people see and believe that are just branded around the internet as gospel, aren't they? Like breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the entire yeah. reason why intermittent fasting is around you yeah. because you don't have to eat breakfast. eat breakfast. Um, the research that actually found that breakfast is the most important meal of the day was actually funded by Kellogg's. So there, there wasn't no material there at all, was there? You know, surprising. <laughs> yeah, of course it's the, <laughs> yeah. the most important meal of the day if you're having cereal every day. Yeah, there was one where they said, oh, people that don't have breakfast end up eating more for dinner. But then when they actually no. compared calories side by side, yeah, they were like it's equal volume of calories. It's Even though crazy. they had a larger dinner and they had smaller. You know, personally, if I have breakfast, breakfast or if I eat earlier in the day, I'm actually hungrier by dinner time anyway. Like, but if I don't eat, I can go a long, long time without getting hungry. I don't know how that works. I've never actually looked into it. Yeah, it's it's the belief as well, isn't it? Where if you eat smaller meals throughout the day, like that's oh, yeah. God, that's been around forever, hasn't it? Everything eat six oh, small again, it's just you do you, isn't it? You do what works for you, do what you prefer. Exactly. Like, there might be minimal beneficial if you're wanting to build muscle to have more protein th spread throughout the day, but again, it's minimal, it's not going to kill you, or you, it's not going to hinder you so much if you don't do that. If it doesn't, yeah, yeah. unless you're a competitive athlete or training to be like to compete or something, it's. Yeah, you the know, difference is just so minimal. Stress, People fret over like the tiniest little bits and pieces. Like, so I've had quite a few th people have put in, not my group, but like my partner's gym group. It was like, oh, has anyone done intermittent fasting? Is it any good? And I was like, good for what? What are you doing it for? Like, what do you believe it's going to do? And they, I was like, intermittent fasting, it's not magic. If, if you're within a calorie deficit within the time that you're going to eat, then yeah, you'll lose weight, but it's not a magic pill. Like, it's not 
there's nothing magic about it. It doesn't have any major benefits for you, <laughs> like other than just not eating. And sometimes that time, yeah. I remember when I did it, and I was in the mindset of, yeah, it is gospel. I'm going to lose so much weight by doing it. I didn't. Uh, spoiler alert. But <laughs> um, I, I remember <laughs> I just got obsessed with food. Like I was counting down. It made me feel really ill on the morning. So I wasn't eating until two o'clock in the afternoon. I'd go to work. I worked in a pub and a restaurant at the time, which probably didn't help. Um, I'd go to work and I'd be freezing cold and I'd be hungry, but I'd be drinking black coffee because um, milk, I couldn't have calories, couldn't have calories before two o'clock. Um, and I, I just remember feeling so <laughs> ill and I'd get headaches. And by the time I was counting down the minutes till two o'clock until I could eat something, thinking that that um, was the optimal time frame of God knows how many hours I wasn't eating for, that it had to be two o'clock. If I ate before two o'clock, I was, I don't know what would have happened. I might have just burst into flames or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it had to be two o'clock. And I just remember it was just, it was just crazy. And then I'd have to see if I, how much I could eat before a certain time. And then I couldn't eat after that time. And it was just unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. Because that's what you're led to believe by what you read in magazines and papers and things like this. Or Netflix documentaries. <laughs> um, that this time frame is... I suppose uh, the the magic cure to weight loss, but it's it, it's just crazy when you actually think yeah. about it and just think, well, no, like that's just putting too much pressure on yourself. As long as you have your calorie deficit, doesn't matter within whatever time frame. Then, but I was like, some people do it because they don't like tracking, and that that's fine. But again, you still need to be in a deficit in that in your feeding window in inverted commas feeding window um, if you're not in if you just eat as much as you can in that time in the small amount of time that you're allowed to eat it's 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 pointless <laughs> yeah one of my clients is currently doing it or she was before lockdown and then um, and she was asking me saying like a few times saying oh well if i'm traveling for work and i can't stick to this window and, and that i said like don't yeah. sweat over it it's I said, it doesn't make a difference. It's just another yeah. tool of achieving a calorie deficit. I said, it doesn't matter if your window's nine-hour yeah. eating window or six-hour eating window. Yeah, it's, as long it's, as you can't the <laughs> You know, that's what's going to get the Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I used to practice intermittent fasting years and years ago, yeah. actually, when I very first started um, training. And I used to work, like, ridiculous. I used to start my, uh, my part-time yeah. job at, like, four in the morning till like, nine in the morning. And then I'd be training the rest of it. And and it was really easy to stick to. And I did have a good bit of success with it. But like you say, now it doesn't fit yeah, into my, my schedule or my lifestyle. Yeah. Although probably would while I'm quarantined. But, uh, but otherwise, like when I'm in the gym in and out all day, no, it's, it, not, it doesn't, it's not It doable. doesn't work for some people. Again, you do you, don't you? So it, it's finding what works for you as a person, as your lifestyle. Like, it's just individual. <laughs> Yeah, it's, there's a uh, far too much stress yeah. on trying to find. Well, that was one of your questions, wasn't it? What was the? What was it? Um, if someone was looking to lose weight, what would you recommend to them as the safest and most effective method? So uh, my question, yeah. my answer was: this would depend on their individual circumstances. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I'd expect as well. It's you know. It's always the thing yeah. someone says, well, how do I lose weight the fastest? 
Yeah. Like what I put here, but um it'll depend on one. Um it needs to be one they can adhere to and fits with their lifestyle. Um one that is tailored to their nutritional needs considering their daily activity, one that causes them the less pain or the least pain. In in that I meant like you need to diet someone on the lowest calories that can that they can easily stick to. So one that they've like I was saying about the restriction and restraint, they can give up some things, but not everything that they love. Um, so I guess, yeah, so you don't want to take everything away from someone because it would be quite easy to say, right, eat chicken and rice and broccoli. <laughs> for I'm sure that's a diet you're used to. Um, yeah. For six weeks, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But where's the fun in that? They're going to miss out on so much, so many social activities, maybe not right now, um, but if they were, um they'll it'd be absolutely boring um like when you're doing it for a comp or something the people that that it just takes over your life doesn't it that is your life. Oh, yeah it's yeah. like yeah, I, the crazy people basically you're crazy i know you you had kids <laughs> but a lot of the time <laughs> people that don't have kids that can do those things or don't have a life <laughs> or the, the gym's their life or like they can focus on that. Um, I don't know. It's madness to me. <laughs> I like food too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it is, now, isn't it? You know, it's, <laughs> when you, was it when you started your master's, you tried to start one and then it, what, how long did that last? Oh god! I think that prep lasted <laughs> about six weeks, and then it was just like, nah, no, it's no good trying to run a business, do your no. masters. That's and it, isn't it? For it competition. And write a dissertation. <laughs> so, yes. um, my last question before we right. finish off, then, oh, well, actually, I've got two questions for you. Actually, um, the first one: if you were to give someone one bit of advice Ooh. that would help them achieve their goals, what would it be? Hmm. What would it be? I don't know. Quite hard that one. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's quite hard. One bit of advice would it be <laughs> for them to achieve their goals? It would help them. Yeah. Don't well, some, don't do something you don't enjoy. Is what I would do. So exercise yeah. needs to be something you enjoy to do because it makes it a hell of a lot easier <laughs> don't eat things you don't like eat things that you do like because yeah. sticking to that diet it's going to be a lot easier eating things that you do like than it is not if you if you don't like something exercise is going to be a, a lot easier to do if you enjoy it rather than if you don't enjoy it um yeah and t t can i have another one <laughs> Take baby steps. Don't expect to do everything straight away. <laughs> so if you've never done exercise before, start walking. Go out and walk. Challenge yourself. Go out and do, see how much you can walk in a week and then up it the next week. Like, start small. That's what I did. I started small. I started with a wee fit in my back lounge. <laughs> Doing my little, like, on the little wee fit board. And then I got a treadmill. Not a treadmill. I got a cross trainer. <laughs> then I got a gym membership. And then I got into weights and then I went into weightlifting. So that was how my journey started. So it was just something small. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just 
you know, builds up, doesn't it? Yeah. And then once, once you start, start enjoying results, it, it's like, what I else think can is I do? the key as well, isn't it? If you enjoy what you do, and part of that is seeing the results. Yeah, you enjoy seeing the results. It gives you motivation, which then obviously spurs on that motivation to do something else or find where you can also achieve those results by doing something else because they will stop at a time when you're doing something for a certain length of time, the results will stop showing. So you need, I guess it's like a, a high, isn't it? <laughs> Take something, you get a high, you'll need more the next time. Yeah. Or you need more after a certain amount of time to get the same high. <laughs> Bit of a strange comparison, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was spot on. That was a perfect answer that. So my last one for you then, if people would like to find out more oh, Okay, about nutrition, so nutrition, like I said at the it? moment, is a free online, well, Facebook group. So you can find it by just type, type in Nutrition Teesside. Um, I think, let me just try it. I think it would should come up, Nutrition. So that's Y-O-U, Nutrition. So T-R-I-T-I-O-N, Teesside. So I actually have a nutrition page. And then also the Nutrition Tea side group. So the group is free evidence-based nutrition support, and you can just join that. Um, so at the moment, it's you click join, and then I've got to accept your, your request to join. Um, but you can also like the page too. There's an Instagram page as well, but that's not really active at the moment because I was trying to put things through my own and build up my own name within the circuit as such at the moment. Um and then be the name behind the brand. But yeah, so I, I guess at the moment, the nutrition Facebook group would be the best place to go for now. And then that'll, I'll keep people up to date in there with any business um, developments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Great, no problem. Thanks, Thanks Aaron. Thanks well, for having thank me. you very much for joining us, Naomi. You too. Enjoy lockdown. Right, Enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs> See you later. Oh, yeah, it'll be a Bye. <laughs> hey, take care. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining us again. And if you have any requests or anything that you would like us to talk about on this podcast, please drop me an email at aaron at healthyfit.academy. Thank you. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Healthy Fit Academy podcast. Today's episode, we're going to look at how to maintain your weight loss. So last episode, we looked at how to achieve weight loss by putting yourself into a calorie deficit. And maintaining weight loss is essentially putting those calories back into your daily intake. So we were we established last episode that the average deficit is roughly 500 calories per day. So removing this deficit, we're going to put those 500 calories each day back into your diet. However, what a lot of people tend to do, and this is where a lot of people struggle with keeping the weight off, a lot of people just shove them calories straight back in, you know? So they could be eating at 1,500 calories a day. Next thing you know, they add an extra 500 in each day. And they sort of throw away all the good habits that they've developed over the course of their diet. So the best way to do this in order to um, keep the weight loss off is just taper your increase. 
and by that I mean slowly increase your calories back up to your maintenance level. So rather than having 1500 each day and then jumping right back up to 2000, take it nice and steady. We uh, There's been papers shown that um, the average increase of between 15 to 25%, so like the lower end and the higher end, increases of 15 to 25% actually helps oh what's the word i'm looking for like keep off i sorry i uh, slow down weight gain so you will notice a slight increase in weight when you increase your food intake because you could have a lower carb intake you start putting carbs back into your diet and a higher volume of food obviously we know for every gram of carbs you hold one i'm sorry what was it three to five grams of water per gram of carbs so you will notice some weight come up but that's not going to translate into body fat you know purely water this is the type of thing that your weight will fluctuate each day with anyway so the reason that we'll taper your calorie intake up is because once you've finished a diet your body by this point say you've done 60 days yeah over these 60 days your body's gone without um, nutrients it needs it's been um obviously restricted in your intake so as soon as you start increasing your intake your body's really eager to store body fat because realistically the human body's not designed to be super lean or slim year-round so your body's more than willing to hold on to as much as possible and store it as fat and obviously, if you go straight in with this huge calorie intake, your body's going to store as much as possible. And that will lead to a greater body fat percentage and body fat increase. However, doing it in small little increments, your body's not going to have the chance to store as much as what it wants. And because it's going to get so used to it, it's not going to be interested in storing as much as what it wants. I mean, um, going over my personal experience of when <laughs> I got to really lean levels when I did my physique competition, and by the end of that, God, I must have been on summit, was summit ridiculous, about 1,200 calories a day by the time I stepped on stage. And as soon as I come off, like that day, I must have, God, well, my first stop was Burger King, so I probably must have had about 3,000 calories by the end of that day. And what took me four months of hard diet and training to do I must have undone in about three weeks because my diet just went completely crazy and I just, you know binged on everything so that's what we want to avoid if I had slowly increased my diet by 15 to 25 percent every four weeks then you know I still would have put some weight on but I would not have been anywhere near as bad as what I ended up so, as I was saying, about this 15 to 25% increase, this is something that we would do in every, like, in four-week blocks. So, using the example of someone that's dieted down to 1,200 calories a day, and their maintenance levels are at 2,000. Now, if you're like me and you're quite impatient, you want to get as much food in as possible, as quick as possible. So, we're going to look at this with a 25% increase. So for the first four weeks, 
you would go from 1200 calories to a 25% increase of 300 calories, which would take you to 1500, right? You will then stay at this level for another four weeks. That way your body's gonna have time to adjust to the extra intake, everything will be happy. After these four weeks, let's say we wanna do another 25% increase, which would take us to an extra 375 calories. So that'll take us to 1800, what, 1875 calories. You'll then keep this up for another four weeks. Yeah. Once this four weeks is done, what we have 125 calories left to get to 2000. So you'll put them in and then you've hit your maintenance calories within, what is it, eight to nine weeks, depending how you look at it. And there you go. So within nine weeks, you've slowly built yourself back up to your maintenance level calories. And this is going to help you keep the gains, well, the results that you've achieved over the course of your diet. Another thing that you see a lot of people do though as well, and this isn't just with diet, is they will build so many good habits over the course of dieting down, such as tracking your food, holding yourself accountable and being active. And then when people hit their goals, it's like, you know, sack that, I don't need to do that anymore. Which is the worst attitude to have. Especially if every four weeks you're going to be making such major adjustments to your diet. You know, it's still really important to track your food. Even if it's just for one week of the four, while you, sorry, while you make those adjustments, you know, just so you know you're on the right track. You know, you're where you need to be rather than estimating. You know, if you estimate, you can be off by 60%, which is a huge, huge margin of error. So even if you just track for that one week, you know where you need to be, where you are. Happy days. Four weeks down the line, track that week again, just to make sure that you're not increasing too much or too little. And you know, like a ballpark figure of where you need to be to be um to keep your results and probably the most major thing is stay active as well especially if you're going to be increasing your food you know because if you add an extra 300 calories in a day and then you completely drop all your physical activity there's a good chance you're going to see some unwanted results such as higher fat gain and you've worked so hard to get to where you where you want to be. It's a, you know it's a hell of a shame to watch it all go out the window because of a little bit of laziness. So, to summarize, increase your daily calories by fifteen to twenty five percent every four weeks until you get back to your maintenance level calories, and that will help you keep your weight loss off. So thank you for joining us. And if you have any requests or questions, just send them over to Aaron at healthyfit.academy. Speak soon.